Come Holy Spirit, come Lord, we give you permission as always to do what you desire. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures for us, reveal to us the face of Jesus. Convict and console our hearts, speak for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Master, the one you love is ill. Martha and Mary had sent word to Jesus about their brother Lazarus, whom Christ was close to, whom Christ loved greatly. They said, Master, the one you love is ill. And then what does Jesus do? He said he remained where he was for another two days. What? (laughs) The one you love is ill. I'm sure they, Martha and Mary had told Lazarus, like, look, we're sending word to Jesus. He'll come. But he stayed for another two days. The one you love is ill. And then he waited for him to die. I don't know about you, but I could read this gospel, and I'm like, man, like, why didn't, why didn't you just go? Why are you waiting? And the Lord says, right, he says, like, he is just asleep, and, and the, but this, this illness, this sickness is not to end in death, but it's for the glory of God, and he shows up and he's dead. And he shows up there, and then Martha first comes to meet him and says, Lord, if you had been here, right, if you had been here, my brother would not have died which is a statement of faith in Jesus, a beautiful, powerful statement of faith in Christ, but also this this agony, like, Lord, where were you? Why, right, were you waiting? I wonder what Lazarus was thinking as he was laying there dying, like, Lord, Lord, they've sent word, He's, he's, he's going to come. I hope he comes, I hope he comes. And then as he's taking his last breath, he's not here. And then Jesus, again, he's there, and they take him to the tomb, and he weeps. Christ himself crying and weeping over the death of his friend. So that as he's weeping, then the Jews are saying, like, if, if this guy who opened the eyes of the blind and he loved him so much, then why did he allow him to die? All of these questions. And this gospel presents to us maybe some of the same questions that we have when we cry out to the Lord in our own suffering, in our own grief, in our own difficulties, in our personal life, in our relationships, in our families, maybe in the church or in the world, the culture. The Lord, the one you love is ill. Lord, the one you love is ill. And we might think, like, why is he taking so long? seems kind of maybe like a simple thing, Lord, and we can get discouraged. 
And then we can even have the, this interior voice, maybe the voice of the enemy, maybe the, even the exterior voice of others, like, well, the Lord, like, he could do this if he wanted and he's not going to, or, or maybe, maybe he can't. And doubt can begin to creep in. And then we can begin to grasp at other comforts because it's hard to wait on the Lord. We've been journeying through Lent. We've been talking about the Israelites who were passing through the desert. And as the Lord would manifest himself, then they would have this great experience of faith. Like, yes, this is very clear that this is God. We've been released from Egypt. We're passing through the Red Sea, the miraculous provision of the food. But whenever they're hungry or whenever they're tired or whenever they're thirsty, then it's just so easy, right, to, to forget what the Lord has done. And hard for them to wait on him. And the same can be true for us. When there's something nice and smooth and sweet about the spiritual life or things are going well, it can be easy for us to be like, yes, Lord, I love you. I believe in you. But then when a difficulty enters in, right, when the one you love is ill and it seems that you are waiting, it can be hard for us to wait for the Lord. Why does he allow it? For a greater manifestation of his glory. For a greater faith. For a greater strengthening of our faith in him. And so when he shows up, and he shows up again, Lazarus is dead, and he's in a cave, and there's a stone rolled across it. So it is like, look, it's over. It's over for Lazarus. He's been in there four days. He smells bad, okay? Stones on the cave, the whole deal. And that's when the Lord breaks in. Because in those moments, it is very, very clear that only he can do this. That only he can do it. And that they have exhausted all of their energies. They have exhausted everything in their power to do. And so sometimes the Lord allows us, when we're trying so hard on our own, to exhaust all of our energies so that we might just lay down before him and surrender. Lord, I cannot do this. I cannot handle this. And then even in it, Lord, the one you love is ill. We're just kind of crying out there. But know that he loves I mean, this, we see this manifestation of his love for Lazarus is not for his lack of love, he says, but that this may end in the glory of God. And he says, roll away the stone. And notice they're hesitant, like they don't want to. It's, it's almost at this moment like, no, we don't want to roll away the stone because it's just going to make it even more clear that Lazarus is dead and decaying. Don't make us look in there, Lord. Don't make us look in there. No, roll away the stone. And by the command of Christ, Lazarus, come out. And then the dead man is made alive. And he walks out. And he says, unbind him and let him go. Jesus brings life where there was death. He shines light where there was darkness. Wherever in our lives maybe we are crying out to him, 
Lord, the one you love is ill. And maybe it's gotten to the point where, where we've buried them. We've buried this, whether it's a again, tangible situation in our life. Let us not be afraid to continue to persevere in faith. The Lord's ways are not our ways. As high as the heavens are from the earth, so are the Lord's ways above our ways. And he can bring life where there is death. Today as we celebrate this holy mass, that's exactly what's happening. That his suffering and death open the door to the resurrection. And so that we have in the Eucharist the crucified and risen Lord. It is a taste of heaven. It is a foretaste of the gift of heaven. That he reminds us that it is through death that life enters in. The real supernatural life. So what situation in your life and my life where the Lord is saying again, like, I will open your graves, like the prophet again, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. Oh, my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. Where there is death, the Lord will bring life. Master, the one you love is ill. Just let us give him that intention in our life today, wherever it may be. Master, the one you love is ill. Let us find Martha and Mary and Our Lady at the foot of the cross, holding us, holding us. St. John at the foot of the cross, holding us as we're there at the cross. Master, the one you love is ill. And then to hear Jesus say, this illness is not to end in death, but it is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And the truth is, is that Lazarus died again, but he rose ultimately, right, into heaven. And that is where the fullness of Christ's victory comes into play. If he's asking us to wait, let us wait in faith and in strength. Because this illness is not to end in death, but will be for the glory of God. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.com dot org.